My name is Adiola Kubadijo. I am the president of AAS and welcome to our first podcast for the University of Maryland. So with me, I have the vice president of AAS herself, Sarah Takatasu, and our Northeast Quad director, Shannon Defanza. I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Sarah. Uh, Currently in Washington, D.C., I moved out for, for the job of vice president from CU Boulder. I was in Boulder um, before this, but even though we're virtual now, it seems kind of funny. I've like moved out for an in-person job, which I'm mostly doing from my bedroom now, but enjoying D.C. Um, and happy to be with you all today, uh, and thank you for the invite. Yeah, and um, I'm Shannon. I'm the Northeast Quad Director, new this year, very, very excited. Um, I just moved back to Rhode Island from New York, which is my home state, but just moved back to school. And I'm kind of living the whole navigating how school works online, hybrid version, kind of here, kind of not. So very excited to see how this semester goes. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I would love some more background on your journey through the AAS quad as well as national. Love to hear more about that for both of you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Should I go first? Shannon, do you want to go first? I can go this one. Um, so I am a fourth year at Roger Williams University and my freshman year I got involved with my chapter so I could go to a forum in Austin, Texas and I didn't really know much about it, uh, like about AIS until then. However, once I went to a conference, I really just fell in love with the organization, saw some great keynotes, learned a lot, and I met so many people that I really became just close friends with. So then I kind of did everything I possibly could to be involved in the AIS. So my sophomore year, I became the treasurer at my chapter and also worked on a national committee, the Resiliency Task Force. Um, and after that, junior year, I went abroad. So I couldn't serve on my chapter board anymore. However, I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll get involved at national even more. So I applied for the Advocates Program, which is a, a wonderful program that we can talk about. But um, it's like a niche kind of advocacy uh, work where you can kind of advocate for a very specific topic and it's a great opportunity that national supports you with. Um, and then I was also on the sustainability and resiliency task force. And now, uh, after kind of learning and talking to a lot of our members and realizing how important elevating their leadership journeys was, I decided to run for Northeast Quad Director to see how much I could support that in the future. So. Here I am, uh, six to eight months now after getting elected, and I could not be more excited. So yeah, that's me. Such a great story. I'm impressed with that trajectory. You're, you're going places, girl. Um, <laughs> let's see. So my story starts at CU Boulder, and I was not as good of a student as Shannon was right off the bat uh, my freshman year walking into school. I saw the AIS and saw the students and was like, I don't have time for that. Like, how are these people like making time for all this other stuff? Like studio is, you know, definitely what I want to focus on. And then by the end of the first semester, I was like, 
those kids have something to them, like they're doing something right, and I'm not doing something right. Um, and so got involved after my first semester, so more to the end of my first year, um, but then jumped in completely. Um, definitely had the <laughs> opportunity to see, I'm not doing this right, someone else is doing this better than me, and I'm going to do that because that looks great. Um, so jumped in at the chapter level as chapter secretary, um, and then eventually um, becoming the a co-president, actually, uh, for our chapter. So had a lot of chapter-based experience before kind of thinking about running for West Quad director, actually. And um, Shannon, I didn't know that Austin was your first forum. That was my first forum, too. Um, so right there with you. Um, but then after that, the next year, I had such an amazing time at Austin. I was and seeing everyone run for elections. I was like, I think I think I could do that, maybe, seems, seems cool. Um, so I ran and I actually lost, which just to put it out there for everyone who's like thinking about leadership and, you know, trying to do new things, losing and not achieving exactly what you expect to achieve is actually like a really valuable part of growing and learning. And I learned a lot from not um, becoming the West Quad director um, from that election and meeting everyone. It was so much to kind of take in. And I spent a lot of time afterwards thinking and um, trying to figure out what that experience meant to me. Uh, and then I actually ended up stepping up as West Quad director later in the year um, when the quad director that was elected had to step down for personal reasons. So still was active, had at that point signed up to be on the governance committee, and I made it through one governance uh, committee meeting <laughs> before I was called to be the West Quad director. So I'm like, secretly, I, I was on the governance committee for a minute, but got pulled off, became West Quad director, and then through that, uh, I sat as the finance committee liaison, as well as the um, health and wellness uh, task force liaison. So got to work in those very different realms, but were really interesting to kind of see together. Um, and then soon after becoming West Quad Director, I ran for VP. And here we are now. And it's been quite the ride and really getting to um, experience the highs and the lows of being uh, a leader uh, has definitely been really interesting. So, um, you know, any point that anyone has questions or thoughts about leadership, um, your quad directors, your officers all have a lot of insight and are happy to talk to anyone about uh, taking the next step, uh, even if that next step means, you know, just becoming a member in the first place. Yeah, definitely plus one to that. Speaking of leadership, what kind of opportunities are available on both kind of scales of the quad director and the national scale? Oh, there's so many. Let's see where to start. Um, maybe I'll talk about committees first. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good place uh, to start. So for this specific year, the applications have already closed, but typically those uh, go out and open around the time of grassroots. And any member of the AIS is welcome to apply to be on committees. Uh, we have so many different topics and interest areas. Um, we have our standing committees that are really um, there to look and do work in, you know, keeping and maintaining the AIS as a really strong organization. So, of course, our governance committee, our finance committee, membership committee, 
um, and others. Now we have more standing committees this year and as well as special committees. We're taking on specific projects, um, learning and teaching culture policies, um, equity. Um, let's see, we have our social justice task force and so many others that are really specific and niched, but you know, these are all places that the AIS wants to um, be active in because our members care about them. Uh, so we have spaces where people can apply and um, maybe Shannon, you wanna talk a little bit about your experience with committees and then we can talk more about other leadership opportunities. Absolutely, so um, you can apply to be a member and uh, you could also apply to be a chair. Um, and kind of guide the vision of the uh, task force or committee you're on. Um, I've had a really great experience. I've been on the resiliency task force and the sustainability and resiliency task force for the past two years. So um, I really enjoyed my time. The conversations you have are so meaningful and everything's um, written down. So if you have an idea, you can come back to it and work on it. Um, I've made so many friends and made so many connections. Uh, South Quad Director Scott Cornelius and I, that's actually how we met, was through a committee. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. It gives you friends. It really allows you to find people with like views and passions that you share um, and just gives you a kind of like safe space to talk about them freely. Um, and then you said on the quad scale, right? Um, so. Leadership opportunities on the quad scale, I'd definitely say, um, and at kind of at the chapter scale, I would say um, at the chapter scale, definitely if you are passionate about running for your chapter's board, do it even if maybe you don't get elected. Like Cyrus said, it's a great learning opportunity, but it shows how much you care, and maybe if you don't get elected one year, you could the next. So I definitely encourage anybody who is interested in running to do so and um, check out when their chapter's uh, elections are. I would also say that a lot of chapters have committees to run different events. So we have like some chapters have events coordinating committees. They have like a little finance committee. I've seen some chapters with advocacy committees. So that could be fun to have at your chapter. It always is good to give people the opportunity to lead, even if they don't know that they may be good at it. Like a little shoulder tap goes a long way. And then, of course, you also have my role of quad director, and I've had some, I have some big shoes to fill. The past quad directors have all been really amazing, and um, I've learned so much from them. So, uh, we pretty much coordinate with the chapter presidents and all the chapters across our region. We have meetings that are monthly. We put out programming. Um, we work with the. Um, we work with the chapters to connect them to the national board. So we have like an open communication line of what the issues are and what the successes are and pretty much make sure that national knows what is happening at the um, quad and chapter level. So yeah, it's really rewarding and I haven't done too, too much so far, but um, I've enjoyed every step of the way and um, speaking at grassroots also on a lot of important topics like finance, leadership, membership, um, collateral organizations. That was really amazing too. So yeah, that's my little bit, I would say. 
Yeah, that was a really good outline of those um, those rules, especially you know running at the chapter level. I think that's so valuable and um, just as valuable as having that national connection. Um, you know, creating community and you know creating your local network is just as important as creating your national network. Um, so definitely oh, plus one to without that local network, we wouldn't have a national network. So um, something and past my first chapter president ever, Amelia, uh, she told me that the most important position in the AIAS is the general member, because without them, we would have nothing to do. So that's just something I always try to remind myself that no matter how much I need to do my job, I need to make sure that they are there and supported as well. Absolutely. Such a great point. Um, I think I, I want to highlight a few more um, places that you can step up in leadership that might not always be top of the radar, but um, throughout the years we'll have applications open for the Crit Journal editorial team. So if you're a leader in more of the writing sphere or research, um, we have opportunities and programs. Um, so we have the editorial team that works on creating the Crit Journal every year, as well as the Crit Scholar program, which is a program that connects you if you're intending to do research with a mentor and some grant money to do your own research. Uh, so that's one place uh, to jump in and get involved. Um, as well as every year we have quads or chapters bid for the quad conferences. So if your chapter altogether wants to take on hosting a quad conference, which absolutely recommend, you'll get, um, you know, a great boost in connecting with your community. And I know this is like a big point uh, for you all. And like, how do we connect virtually and still stay together? Um, I think we're thinking through what quad conferences look like right now is a really cool idea. So if anyone is interested um, in looking at bidding for a quad conference, like that's on the table and um, really encourage people to look at that. And then let's see, we also have applications um, open at different times of the year for the forum planning team as well. So if you're um, excited about forum, um, definitely opportunities to be a leader and help plan those events uh, at the national scale too. So those are some other ones um, before you get into, of course, the national VP and the national vice or national VP and national president um, whose positions are a little bit different. So really briefly, the VP myself is definitely based um, in membership and talking to chapters and talking to the quad directors about membership needs um, and that kind of thing. But also I serve as the national treasurer and as the uh, national secretary. So taking minutes and keeping everything organized and good on the books um, money-wise. So if you're specifically looking at, you know, organization stuff and uh, process and membership, great position. I love it so much. And then our presidential um, position is more outward facing looking as far as developing relationships um, and keeping up relationships and presenting what the AIS is to everyone else uh, outside of the AIS. So that's a brief overview. I'm happy to talk more about any of that. Awesome, thank you so much. These were really great answers. Moving back to the levels of leadership, I know Sarah talked about this a little bit, but in terms of the local chapters, what made you first get really involved in AIS? What about your chapter and the events they did or the kind of message that we're spreading out? made you really want to get involved in AAS? Ooh, can I answer first? 
Yes, please do. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, so um, I think one of the most uh, fantastic things about the AIS is that it is an experience that is specific to you as well as specific to what your school offers. So the program that I went to um, was really good about connecting us to the local community, but then the AIS chapter really supported that and had a really big professional development focus. So we held a lot of the portfolio nights, resume building, um, firm visits, and, and building up the competent competency to talk to people and to present yourself as a professional person. Um, and that was definitely like a specific kind of chapter slant on everything just because of the conditions we were in. Um, and I thought that was really helpful because like our, our faculty was really good about creating community and we had other groups that did a lot of the social events. Um, so there wasn't as much need for the AIS, this AIS chapter to like put on the, the really social events and really filled a need in the professional development world um, at the school. So filling in those gaps um, definitely made the AIS really valuable at my school, but maybe at yours, you know, it's um, the service-based learning and having a freedom by design chapter and being able to do maybe a design build project or just a service project with design thinking and having a freedom by design program at your school. Maybe that's where value comes up at your chapter. Um, and I think, you know, some of our best chapters, our strongest ones are the ones that weave all of it together and like have a strong hand in social, um, advocacy, you know, design, service, all of it is all um, part of the experience of that AIS chapter. Uh, so I think all of that to say, for me personally, it was a professional development, but that was because of the school that I went to. Um, and so really powerful when a AIS chapter can identify and fill in the specific gaps at their school. That's awesome. Um maybe need to bring some of that into my chapter this year. Um, I would say when I joined, what really drew me was the support that, the biggest, I think, focus was the support from upperclassmen to underclassmen. Um, at Roger Williams, we have a, a very successful mentorship program between upperclassmen and the freshmen. Um, we support our freshmen through their uh, first year in studio um, each semester. Um, we help them do uh, run-throughs of their crits, their final crits, so they know what that might be like. Um, we help them uh, coordinate how to get their toolbox for their first semester. So that kind of support, especially when I was just coming in and didn't know what I was doing, was just so helpful and encouraging. Um, and so that's really what drew me in. And then I think what kept me there was probably the kind of concrete values that I gained from meetings. Like every meeting had a point, like maybe we had a counselor come in and talk about like grounding techniques for mental health. Maybe we had like a guest lecturer come in. So it was kind of that foot in the door where I saw how much they supported the freshmen. That's what really drew me in. And I think, um, that support but just between members, like the member relationships is something that has kept me around. So, yeah. Awesome. These thought really awesome. And a great point of value for AAS as, just as an organization, but also on a chapter basis. 
the big question for this semester is how to bridge these gaps and bring this level of value into AAS in a primarily virtual semester. So what would be your biggest point of advice for individual chapters going into a virtual semester? Oh, yeah. I mean, only, you know, just a small question like that. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Um, this is the question that we are thinking about constantly in the national office um, as we're trying to pivot, you know, national events and national programs to be really of the times and supportive of current student needs. So in thinking about this at a chapter level, I think a lot of the same lessons apply and um, I think a few of them are, you're not going to be surprised by them, but of course, listening to your membership, um, there are going to be really specific challenges that come up this year that we can't predict right now, right? Like, of all, we try, if we tried to predict 2020, uh, that, was, that was a losing <laughs> bet. Um, I mean, like right now on the news of like, maybe two hurricanes happening at once for the first time ever, making landfall, like, how can you even begin to say you have a handle on 2020? Like we're all going to have to be really agile in confronting the specific issues that just are going to pop up. Resiliency. Uh, <laughs> yes, Shannon on the resiliency committee. Um, so definitely listening and being able to pivot quickly if need be um, is a really hard, it's a, it's a tall order, but uh, I do think that, our chapters who are already asking these questions. So good on you for, for asking and already being think, thinking about these things in this way. Um, being flexible is going to be hard, but any way that you can build in flexibility into your planning and having structures where you get to hear from and listen to members uh, to see what their needs are, and then to try to create programming, try to create experiences for those members that are actually meeting their needs. I mean, that's number one. Um, and, and hopefully, that um, you know you have the capacity and the ability to meet those needs as as big as they might be. Um, even starting to be a place for people to be heard is a huge step in who we are as a service-based, leadership-based, design-based program. Right? You learn in design that the best way to design is to listen um, and to hear communities. So, absolutely listening number one, um, and then another one that um, I've been hearing about with chapters is the challenge of creating uh, really awesome events that were in person and trying to do the one-to-one -one version of them online. Just gonna tell you like, it's not gonna work that way this year. Um, you know, there isn't a one-to-one uh, -one experience of a BoArts ball in person that to virtual, you know, you're gonna have to rethink these challenges, but as design students, like that's a really awesome opportunity to stretch your imagination and come up with really creative solutions. Uh, I think of all student organizations, we probably have some of the most creative, most, um, you know, proactive students who, who want to take on the big challenges and want to design solutions that are um, meeting the needs and of course taking on these challenges. So thinking about like what does a virtual ball look like? You know, maybe you have to completely reorient your thinking and saying, okay, what makes the ball special? Um, and how can we inject that into, you know, not just one event, but all of our events this year? Um, and thinking about our values and then working backwards or um, reverse engineering what an awesome event is and turning it virtual or social distance or 
um, whatever situation you're in, um, because it will be challenging. But I think like with that creative thinking, we absolutely are looking forward to seeing those solutions. And also like, we'd love to see them. So if you come up with something super cool, like definitely send it back to Shannon, send it back to me, because we will be loving uh, all the new content and we'll would love to share it and highlight it for other chapters um, as they also think about these challenges. Absolutely. The whole community mindset of tackling issues is going to be very key because if one chapter figures it out, maybe another chapter could absolutely benefit from it. So that's going to be very important when we have meetings with our chapter presidents in different quads because your quad directors also talk to each other. So we converse about what's going on within the entire organization. Um, so I guess going off of what Sarah said, I would also like to stress um, doing what the members need. Um, more specifically, I know a lot of chapters have expressed their concerns to me about how to bring freshmen in, maybe completely virtually, and maybe don't really have any deep connections to their school yet. So um, I have recommended doing mentorship programs, um, a pen pal program, have something where you kind of email back and forth with an older member. That way, really, I, when I joined AIS, I needed friends. So like, it's something that's kind of akin to that. Um, just that kind of warm support that people need when they're entering a new situation like college. Um, I would also say focusing on mental health and whatever kind of resources your chapter can provide, whether it's just like a venting session or uh, maybe a breathing session, a yoga session online for a GA, a general assembly, um, maybe bringing in a guest counselor just to like talk through some techniques. Um, I know my chapter has done that in the past and it's been pretty successful. So I would definitely say doing what you can to support, and also working with your school, maintaining those good relationships with either your professors or your advisor, your administration, and talking through the issues, because I think a very valuable thing that AIS could be this semester is being kind of a mouthpiece between your membership and the administration, because you guys kind of have the power to say, hey, this is an issue at our school and it needs to be addressed and it's very different virtually, so we need to talk about it. And I think that could also give a lot of people the opportunity to learn how to advocate for themselves. So those are some things that I would say are pretty important this semester and can still bring value to the membership. Ooh, those were so good, Shannon. I really love the uh, one about you know, connecting faculty to students. And I mean, that's going to be so much harder this year. You know, there aren't going to be so many impromptu run-ins with your professors or instructors and, you know, giving them a little bit of like, hey, this assignment is like this for me right now. Like the, someone needs to say that, that stuff um, on behalf of students and, and kind of, you know, I think also, you know, one of the VP roles is to sit on the ACSA's board of directors as the student director. Um, and so the ACSA, ACSA is the Association of Collegiate Schools of Architecture. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's a room full of educators and they're all, you know, working really hard. They're working in general harder than they were before. Um, to make sure that the content of their, their classes are just as valuable as before. But we all know, like, it still doesn't 
fill the same gaps um, and needs that we had, you know, when we were in person. So um, making sure we're being honest and helpful, but knowing, creating relationships with the faculty um, and, and saying, you know, what do you need from us? What can we provide for you? What insight do you need uh, so that you can be the best instructor that you can be and we can be the best students that we can be um, and engaging in those conversations, like absolutely underlining all that you said, Shannon. Thank you both so much. I'd love to talk more about from the perspective of the general member and looking at what opportunities AAS has available for them. And also something special about this month is membership month. That's something yes. I'd love to talk about with you both too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So your general member, um, you want to plug into AIS, but you like don't have the time to like run for national office or anything like that. Like, what are you going to do? Um, absolutely. Like have a look out on the AIS website, on our social media, super active on Instagram. Um, just putting that plug in there right now. It, our handle is at AIAS org on Instagram. Um, and so we post a bunch of content um, that is really helpful. We have competitions, we have um, resources, we highlight the events that are coming up. Um, all of our events are really geared towards making um, them as valuable as possible to our members and creating the content that is, you know, so needed right now, um, connecting um, students to other students across the, the United States and the world. We have um, global representatives um, internationally. And so coming to events as often as possible, staying engaged online, um, creating your network outside of your chapter, because you have your chapter um, with you right now, even if you're virtual or, or distanced, um, making those connections and creating relationships, because that's how we're strongest as one family together so so stick it stick it through um and stay connected that way um and then membership month um i've i've been thinking about it so much maybe shannon do you want to do you want to talk about a little bit of what's happening for membership month absolutely membership month is sarah's sarah's child it's her like her thought baby um so membership month is pretty much the first month that membership goes back to the schools. And so we really try to highlight how to bring in new members and get old members to sign up because fun fact, you have to renew your membership every year. So if you haven't done that and you're listening, you should do that. So just to highlight there, you go on your AIS website and you go into your account and you renew. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me or your chapter leaders or uh, the national office. We can all help you with that. So membership month is pretty much where we highlight uh, the work of different members. We have had highlights of past chapter leaders of the month, different chapters. I know Northeast uh, just took over this weekend. Woo, Northeast. Um, Morgan State had a bit of a highlight, and then we highlighted Shannon Haley, a past chapter member of the month, which is also a big thing. We have a very strong alumni network, uh, something that you guys could look into, um, because your AIS journey does not end when you leave your school. Um, membership month, we're going to have some competitions this semester, not this semester, it's only a few weeks, membership month, hence month. Um, 
Right now, you can win an AIS shirt if you answer some trivia questions, which you need to check out the AIS Instagram that Sarah plugged before. So that's super exciting. Um, there's a bunch of different things that are going up on the Instagram and on the AIS blog. And we pretty much just want to highlight why there is value in being a member, why people should sign up, why people should pay that money to and what they will get for it. So Sarah, I hope I did your membership month proud doing that. You did. It was so good. I'm so proud. I'm sitting over here just smiling. <laughs> Hamburger, oh. Cheeseburger smile over here. Uh, yeah. Ooh, shout out. Uh, she plugged the AIS org Instagram. However, we do have a couple other Instagrams that everyone can follow that to get even more value out of your membership. Um, every quad has a, an Instagram and it's AIS Northeast for the Northeast and every other quad has like AIS South, AIS whatever. Um, so just find your quad and there you go. We also have the AIS underscore advocacy Instagram where you can see work from our advocates, from a lot of our task forces and a lot of them put out very important resources. So that is super good and then we also have AIS FBD national so um, all of those are super super important you can pretty much get whatever you want whether it's quad based service based or advocacy based or just general AIS based so follow our Instagram we are super super active and at least we try to be um, on all of those platforms so follow us we need followers Yes, we do. Okay, those were great plugs, too. I uh, feel a little shamed that I didn't mention them myself. Shamed <laughs> <laughs> <Got> my back. <laughs> uh, one, okay, uh, one last thing I'll plug for membership month. Um, so as Shannon said, we have some like the giveaway quizzes happening on Instagram. And then the biggest competition we have going on is also our chapter promo competition. So as a chapter, you can uh, create a short video or a uh, visual campaign um, to highlight your chapter, what makes you special, um, and all geared towards, you know, like potential members and just being able to promote yourself. So uh, the the winners of that competition, the, the chapters that win, uh, will be eligible for cash prizes, um, and they're they're pretty good cash prizes if I do say so myself. Uh, cash, cash. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so definitely check out as a chapter the chapter promo competition and and stay tuned for all the great content. And then again, just to the, to the point of like being a general member, it's what you make of it that the the chapter dues, uh, I definitely like hear everyone with like the current financial crisis going on and how everyone's, you know, experiencing everything today. Um, but I think it's a really great invitation to be um, really exploratory and how you fund that. Um, maybe it's reaching out to your local AIA uh, mm -hmm. component and seeing if they have extra funds to help sponsor students become members, reaching out to local firms, local businesses, um, finding ways to um, get those membership dues covered because being a member is a really valuable experience. And then once you're in it, you know, it really is what you make of it. There's so many opportunities. You just got to put that first step forward and you'll start running in no time. So I really uh, hope that that serves as like some encouragement to hopefully become a member because without members, we're, we're not doing anything here uh, to Shannon's point. So <laughs> there's that. 
with the membership, um, your annual membership, you can have a discounted price at all of our conferences, which now virtually they are more accessible than ever. And it's, it's just some knowledge that you can gain uh, over the course of a few days and friends you can make over the course of a few days. So something I definitely recommend is to sign up as soon as possible so you can suck up all of that information. You also cannot enter any competitions unless you are a member. And there are a couple competitions that are running right now. We have an in-studio made competition and we also have uh, the American Galvanizers Association competition. So. Um, we have a little tab on our website that says competitions and all of the info about those are listed there. So definitely check those out because no one hates money here. We're all college students. We need that right now. So check it out. Thank you very much. Indeed. I mean, you're already doing all that work for studio anyway. Might as well win some money for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Post it on Instagram and you can win some money. Um, yeah, just highlighting a few more of the benefits. Um, you know, all of our programs like Crit Scholar, um, being eligible for our AIS Honor Awards, um, our competitions, like Shannon mentioned, um, we actually have discounts on uh, different publications and test prep materials as well. Um, so it can definitely be a very cost, um, cost efficient way of uh, going about your architectural education and getting prepped for the next steps. Um, and of course, we have so many amazing events. We have Forum, we have Grassroots, uh, we have our Crit Live, we have Thrive, we have the Quad Conferences, and all of those events um, are reduced price for members. So definitely worth it, especially if you want to connect to this awesome community um, and, and get involved that way. So huge plug for membership. We are so excited to be part of membership month. Uh, there's some cool graphics too. If you want to find those and put them on your Facebook or something, that's totally open to you. <laughs> we, we love our graphics here as design students. Yeah, just another quick follow, follow ASUMD Instagram. And also we just set up our website. So we now have a website for ASUMD.org forward slash home. It is also in our bio. How exciting. I'll be there in a minute. All right, just one last question. I know you have somewhere to be. So our theme for this year is take action. What is the best advice you have to remind members to take action this year? Oh, what a loaded question. There's so <laughs> much to say. I guess along those lines, with having so much to say, if you have something to say, say it, make your voice heard. Because there are so many pressing issues that are being brought to the forefront um, in our eyes, in the news, in our everyday lives lately. And we as students and as kind of the next generation that is going to lead in the future of this world, we have the, I would say, kind of responsibility to take action and make our voices heard um, because if you know how to advocate, then you are even more prepared for the future. So I would say if you want to advocate for something, do it. If you want to talk to your administration about it, do it. Um, use your voice as much as you possibly can this year. That's the simplest way I could possibly put it. But um, I think there's no need to be quiet this year. You, you need to speak up. I think that would be my biggest advice. Absolutely. Uh, I'll do two. I think to Shannon's point, 
Absolutely. Your voice is so important right now. And I think maybe um, the first step in that is, is really taking the time to know your value and know the value of your voice to be able to take action. You have to, to trust that you have something important to say. And right now I'll just say it. You have something important to say. Um, your experiences are really valid. Your experiences are really valuable to other people who haven't experienced them. Um, and sharing all of that information and sharing your thoughts is important. And um, hopefully, you know, through your architectural education, through your design education, you're finding different ways and methods to share those thoughts in a really productive way. Um, I think we're really set up well as design students, as architecture students, um, to share our thoughts and share ideas and amplify voices in a way that um, not everyone else has the, the skills to do. Uh, so that's my first one. And then my second one to take action is a little bit, it's a little similar as far as uh, assess where you're at right now. Taking action is a question of scale for most of us. Um, taking action as a chapter could look like taking on a quad bid. Taking action as a individual student could be becoming an AIS member for the first time. Taking action as a quad could be advocating for something um, to the board through Shannon. Shannon's here um, as a, as a you know a person to connect members to the board and the board to the members. Um, so if you want to take action somehow, like start using your voices together. Um, but it all comes down to you know seeing where you're at right now, where you personally have um, you know a circle of influence the the places that you are at are all really important and uh, assessing where you can take the first step in a way that is um, is really appropriate to where you're at and and scale doesn't mean more or less important you know having a really valuable conversation with your professor one-on-one -on -one is incredibly valuable if you're um, having a conversation one-on-one -on -one with your family member about the value of something that you find important, that is a huge step in taking action. Um, so, so in general, looking at where you're at and seeing where you can go and taking the first step to take action. Those were really awesome answers. We will definitely put it on our agenda. Uh, just take action this semester and take action this entire year because it's different. Thank you both so much for having this discussion with me and with our members. Absolutely. We're so, so happy to have been here. Um, anytime, really. We're here to support you, of course. Uh, Sarah focuses on membership as the vice president, and I'm your quad director, so I'm really here for anything. Absolutely. Uh, definitely keep in touch, and thank you so much for having us. Yes, we can't wait to see what UMD does this semester and this year. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.